Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Planet is here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Now, last week we preached a sermon called Possibility Thinking Part One. Now, this is part two. Jesus said, Faith the size of a mustard seed has supernatural power. So when you think on purpose, in faith, anything, you hear me say that? Anything is possible. Lord said, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. That's St. John 14, verses 12, 13, and 14. You ought to go read that today. It's amazing what God wants to do. So let's go into the message right now. Possibility thinking, part two. You're going to be blessed. And I really believe you're going to put your faith to work and get things that are impossible to you today. Now, in that possibility thinking, there's a word called almightiness. Say that, almightiness. almightiness. Write this down. Almightiness is at our disposal if we would fulfill the necessary requirement of putting it to proof. Let me say it again. Almightiness is at our disposal if we would fulfill the necessary requirement of putting it to proof. How do you put it to proof? By using the power of attorney of the name of Jesus. Which means you become him. If you give me power of attorney over your affairs, I become you. You don't even have to be present. I can sell your house. Sell your kids. I don't know whatever you want to. I don't know. <laughs> because I become you simply by a signed document. That is how you use almightiness. You put it to proof by your understanding of the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus so that possibility thinking will explode to such a degree that it will shock the average individual. It'll shock the intelligence. Like when I preach in Boston around Harvard. When you get around the Blue Bloods, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Duke, Columbia, I preach a little different. I preach academic. Because see, you have to become what they want. So I, I just walk in there. Because I can preach homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological. I told Gloria Copeland a few years ago, I said, now, Gloria, I'm going to do something today. Most people think I'm a preacher. I'm going to teach today. She said, you can teach? I said, judge it. And she did. She said, Jesse, you can teach. What do you want me to be? I become all things to all men. I learned that in the scripture. You see what I'm saying? So you have to be aware I have studied doctrines that I don't even believe in. So I can intellectually talk about that. See, almightiness is at our disposal if we would fulfill the necessary requirement of putting it to proof. And that's by using the name of Jesus. Now, let me say this. Possibility to think it is not always easy. But it has a great track record of its own. Possibility to think they will kill you, Jesus. I'll be back in three days. Yeah. What? That Satan didn't believe that. That boy is dead. Oh, but he didn't know how good his father could hear him talk. In, in the book of Psalms, in most theological schools speak, speak that day. He said the bulls of Bashan are around me. Well, the bulls of Bashan are not in heaven. And then Jesus said something. Will you leave my soul in hell? And God lit the place up. The father said, uh-uh. He is just justified and paid for everything. And Satan screamed 
Finally, he told the truth. Satan, if I'd have known, I'd have never crucified him. He found it out in hell. Possibility thinking. And Jesus couldn't go to heaven. He said, now you cross that gulf, the father said, and you take care of Abraham's bosom. Lead the captive free. God is a working God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Possibility thinking is not always easy, but it has a great track record of its own. Everybody's always telling me, you know, you just, especially in today with the inflationary cost, and <laughs> God, you accept all that mess. I create my world and I walk in it because the power's in my hands. See, I understand that completely. So if I go do bank business, I'll put on a, and you know, I lose like to wear my jeans and boots, but I'll put on a, a, a blue pinstripe suit and we're going to do business. And I use, uh, uh, you know, save phrases and glory phrases. I said, Reverend, we would love to handle this for you. And, you know, we'll give you, uh, you know, 1%, 2%. I said, no, 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 you, you can't do that. We can't do that? I said, no, this is my money. I want you to pay me this. Oh, we can't do that. I said, Somebody gonna take this money. Is it you? <laughs> I freak them out. They didn't think I had the guts. The other day was a few million dollars. To make a long story short, they said, well, we just can't do that. So I called my finance director and said, pull the money. Pull my personal, pull the money, pull it. They have been calling every day for two weeks. <laughs> we, 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 we'll pay you. Yes, you will. <laughs> you gonna pay me. I'm Jewish. I've been adopted into the family. You say what you want, do what you want to do. But see, you don't think they can't, they, they won't do that. That's why you accept everything they say. I mean, we can shut this thing down so easily. All these big banks, they ain't have no money. They just got yours. You make a run on those banks, they'll come screaming at you. Because they're out of business. Do you see what I'm saying? The power's in your hands. Oh, but we can't do that. Ah. There's not something, there's no possibility in your life. Write this down. Faith knows God by kinship. Knows God by communion. Knows God by continuity. Knows God by discipline. And the beauty of all its conduct. So I'll simplify it by saying this. Faith knows God by kinship, communion, continuity, discipline, and the beauty of its content. So I know the beauty of kinship, communion, continuity, discipline. Love in its purest form is discipline. See, that's how you know God. Not just believe in God. I got past that years ago. I want to know in whom I have believed. Well, suppose everything goes wrong. Then you will talk like the Apostle Paul as you go into a chopping block. Instead of crying, oh, Jesus, what are we going to do? I fought a good fight. I've been trying to get out of here for years. Oh, finally. I finished my course. And I kept the faith. How did he do that? Kinship. Communion. Continuity, 
discipline and the beauty of all its conduct. That's why Jesus only said what his father said and did, did only what his father said to do through kinship, the Trinity, Trinity language. See, the difference between the father's voice, Jesus's voice and the Holy Spirit's voice. Peter didn't even know he had heard the father's voice. Jesus said, whom do men say that I am? Some said thou art the Christ. They say, some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're Elijah or Eli, you know, Elias. He said, who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Watch this. Jesus said, flesh and blood had revealed it to you, but my heavenly father. See, Peter had heard the father's voice and didn't know it because he didn't understand Trinity language. See, a lot of people today still don't understand Trinity language. Remember, the Father is I am. Jesus is the birth of the Father and the Holy Spirit proceeded from the Father. They're three, yet they're one. But you've got to understand that through Trinity language. When you understand that, then you understand kinship, communion, communion, continuity, discipline, and the beauty of its conduct. Why is faith invisible? Because if you can't see it, neither can the devil. Write this down. Faith is an invisible force that surrounds us and calls us to accomplish the impossible. I don't deal with poss just possible stuff. I deal with impossibility through possibility thinking. Faith is an invisible force that surrounds us and calls us to accomplish the impossible. Let me give you an example of that so that you can't misunderstand. Has anybody ever had a magnet in your hand? Anybody ever played with magnets? You know? Now watch this. A magnet is an amazing thing. There's a force in that magnet you don't feel at all. Now you t let's just take a, a paper clip or something like that. Now you got a magnet and the paper clip is like right here. I'm going to say this is the magnet. The paper clips my finger. When you get about this close, that magnet power sucks that. You didn't get it. You don't even have to get there. That's faith. Now faith is the substance so forth, the evidence of things I say. So what happens is like that, boom, it just comes to you. See, the blessing of God in my life just, boom, just comes to me because I'm a financial magnet. I'm a spiritual magnet. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, take two magnets. Great, they'll suck them. But if you turn them against each other, they push each other. That's how you know when you shouldn't be going to that church. You heard me say it right. You shouldn't be going to that church because that's not a Bible-believing church. Well, mama was buried in the graveyard. Well, dig her up and plant her in some place where she can rise from the dead. That magnet will push each other. No, you can't. You can put your finger between it. You, you turn it right, bam, it hits. See, that's possibility thinking. In other words, you got to be on the right place at the right time to do the right thing. Because it knows what to do to bring things to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me say it again. Y'all enjoying this? Faith is an invisible force that surrounds us and calls us to accomplish the impossible. But just how do you believe the Bible where you do? Write this down. There is a world of difference between taking a statement literally and not taking it seriously. A lot of people say, take this, by his stripes you were healed. Literally, but they don't take it seriously. So consequently, they don't have the manifestation of the seriousness of what it means to be healed. They take it literally, but not seriously. 
They believe in prosperity to a certain point, but not seriously. They believe more in poverty and expect it to be so and get it. When the faith magnet don't want poverty, it will push against it because poverty is a curse. Brother Copeland said something to me a few years ago and it really meant, and I told him this. I hope he's watching. He said he would probably be watching. He got the, uh, the honor of going to meet the Pope at the Vatican. I think it was Pope Francis. Am I correct? I believe it was. Now the Pope, that's pretty big stuff. All right. Well, there were several people in, all that kind of stuff. You might have heard him say it. And um, the Lord spoke to Brother Copeland, this is coming from his lips. Put your hand on him. <laughs> Brother Copeland said, hey, you put your hand on a pope. <laughs> put your hand on a pope. What's the matter with you? Man? You don't put your hand on a pope. Uh-uh. Because see, people you don't see just come out. They just manifest. <laughs> it's like security. Real good security. You don't even see them. Boom, and they're there. It's like bumblebees. All of a sudden, you're and you're already hit then. The Lord said, put your hand on the pope. So he said, I believe he said, Pope Francis, I don't want to pray for you. Can I do that? Well, naturally, yes. So he prayed for him. Well, when he came back, he told me that story. And I immediately, it came up in my spirit. I said, you know why you, could, you were allowed to put your hand on him? I don't know if he remembers that. I said, let me tell you why. Only the prophet could touch the king. Ah. See, that prophet's anointing understands that position. You couldn't touch a king, it'd kill you, buddy. But the prophets of all, they could touch the king. You didn't touch David. They'll take you out in a second. But Nathan could put his hand on him. Well, Brother Copeland's a modern day prophet today. So the Lord said, put your hand on this leader, on this quote, call it king, whatever, Pope of the Holy Roman Catholic Church. And thank God he did. See, that's a possibility of thing. Now the mind says, well, you just can't do that. You can't. But, but Jesus said, I, we know what Jesus said. No, no, you don't know, because now you're questioning it. Hmm, hmm. See, there's a world of difference between taking a statement literally and not taking it seriously. Do not accept the humiliating bondage of circumstances. Don't accept that. This is a point. Do not accept the humiliating bondage of circumstances. Resignation is a want of spirit. See, when you resign to something, it's a want of spirit. I refuse to take humiliating bondage of circumstances. I told a preacher this the other day. I told Kathy, you know, my, I'm going to be at the time of this preach. I'll be 73, Gene, uh, July the 9th. You know, and I, 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 you know I, I, I've been healthy and God's been gracious. And, and Kathy said, you know, you need to take care of your body. I said, I understand. I understand all that, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> but I don't like going around doctors so much. I like doctors as people, but I'm, I'm not, I just don't like, because there's so much doubt and unbelief in hospitals. And so they said, now you got to come here once a year for your heart. Well, I ain't been there in five years. <laughs> and I, I told the cardiologist, he said, well, Why? I said, you, you got too much doubt and belief in that place. Now, you, you, you're going to disagree with me because you resigned to the fact that do anything they say. Not me. Well, supposing you die, I go to heaven. 
See, that's, see, I ain't afraid to die. Dying is easy. It's living that's hard. I ain't worried about no dying, man. I said, I ain't going in there. You're walking in, there's people sitting around. Uh, uh. I said, Kathy, do I look as bad as the people? She said, no. I said, let's get out of here. I ain't going around that stuff. No, nah, I mean, I'm healthy, but you know. I said, now, nah, you want to come see me? You come to my house. Because you ain't going to find no doubt and unbelief here. See, you never thought of a doctor to do that. I'm not, I don't put myself in those situations. Now, I believe in medicines. Don't misunderstand. I believe in all that. I believe in doctors and hospitals. I believe, I believe in medicine. I, yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to get around junk that I don't want to get around. You see what I'm saying? I had a most wonderful report about my prostate the other day. <laughs> it was great. Kathy said, now you got to do that. I didn't even know where it was. I said, I said, where is it? She told me, I said, well, I ain't never seen it. Why do I want to show anybody? Why? I ain't used to that stuff. I don't like people putting their hands on me, especially there. So you had to do a PSA test. Anybody know what that is? It's a blood test. So I went to it the week before, and, and they get the uh, results, I guess. And then you go for the physical examination. <laughs> Dr. Brogo was a great, he is actually the corner of St. Charles Parish. That's, y'all call it counties, we call it parishes. And uh, so <laughs> he comes in, he sits down, he says, how you doing? Jesse, I said, I'm doing fine, Doc, how you doing? So I'm doing good. He lives in the same neighborhood I do. Anyway, make a long story short, he said, well, let me look at your PSA results. He goes, my God, man, whoo. He said, you know, you will never die of prostate cancer. I said, that's correct. That's a prophecy. (laughs) That is correct. I disagree. If he says something I want to agree with. He said, your PSA is so low. My God, man. He said, how old you are? I said, well, I'll be 73 in July. He said, my God, man. You got a prostate of a 25-year-old man. I said, oh, Okay. I mean, to me, that, that, that don't make me feel good. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of crazy? Do you know I have a prostate of a 25-year-old? <laughs> no, there are just some things you don't brag about. And I believe that's one of them. You understand what I'm saying? So he looks at me, and he stands up. So I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, here come the glove. Pow! Moon River! You know, all that kind of crazy. <laughs> he won't sing it so. He said, well, Jesse, this PSA is so low, we didn't need to do any physical examination at all. I looked at him, he said, see you next year. I said, have a nice day, doc. (laughs) And I walked out patting myself, I said, you're blessed today. (laughs) You're blessed today. I came, Kathy said, my God, you're already back. I said. They didn't even do a physical. Oh, man, I bet that made you happy. Yes, it did. <laughs> but I was believing for that. I said, God, I, I, I don't like that. And I understand nothing wrong with it. Don't misunderstand me. I, I don't like it. He said, well, do something about it. Ask me to not have the physical examination. I never thought of that. I said, Lord, forgive me for that. See, we limit our own selves.
I'm going to tell you something. That was a funny story. But it shows you how God's almightiness is at our disposal. I love that point. Almightiness is at our disposal. But we have to do what's required. And what is that? Put it to proof. Now, what do you mean by putting it to proof, this almighty God? Remember this. Jesus gave you his name. He put his name in you, not on you, not around you, in you. You know what that means? That means you talk like him. You walk like him. You can be like him and you own what he owns. Now, that's possibility to think I could preach five hours right there. Do you see what I'm saying? I want you to believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible because it's doable. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what's going on in the world. I don't deny that at the night's right because of who we are in Christ. Do you understand? Listen, man, this is more than religion. This is God inside of you. And you have the power of attorney to use that name. So use it. And that's the name of Jesus. Father, today, bless people with possibility thinking. Let the impossibilities become possible that they receive today, spiritually, physically, financially, every area of their life. Lord, I can't thank you enough for it, and I call it done right now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I love that Romans 4, 17. He call it those things which be not as though they were. That's possibility thinking. Think about Abraham. He considered not, he staggered not, and he was fully persuaded. You know, a hundred-year-old man can't father a child, but he did. Watch this. After Sarah died, he had six more kids. Now, that's called healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Think about that for a minute. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? That's the possibility thinking God has given each and every one of us, spiritually, physically, and financially. Think about this. In 47 years of preaching, I've never had a financial deficit. Why is that? possibility thinking. I made it in my mind I would walk like Jesus walked, and he didn't have one, so why should I have one? Now, not that I'm better than anybody. I just followed his example. I'm starting to preach here. I can't help myself. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. I hope you're enjoying this message because it's for you, and God's going to bless you today. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Jesse the Planet's Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know Jesus. Listen to me, it is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives.
Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Ladies and gentlemen, my new book, The Hidden Help, is flying off the shelf. It's got wings, glory to God. It's our February product offer. And if you haven't gotten a copy of this yet, I encourage you to order it today. God created angels to help you through, throughout your whole lifetime. And there's so much that you're going to learn in this book. Now, how do I get it? Go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. I have personal encounters with angels in here. Then I do a teaching that I believe you're going to be blessed by. I want to tell you something. They help us greatly. I hope you can get this book. I, I've talked to people. They say, my God, I like that book. I, I've read other books on angels, but this is so personal that, Brother Jess, I can hear you talking. Well, I wrote the thing. And I tell you what, I am talking, and it'll bless you today. Go to jdm.org for all that ordering information. Partners, I can't thank you enough for all that you do for this ministry. I mean, for every dollar given to this ministry, we get a soul into the kingdom of God. I will not be lazy with your seed. You give me $20, I get 20 people saved. You give me a million bucks, I get a million people saved. I do it. I'm preaching all over the world, all these different languages. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. God's word is true. And I mean that sincerely. So thank you, partners, for all that you do. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, you are never a day without prayer. Me and Kathy, we pray for you daily, sometimes more than once a day. I mean, we just do it because without you, we could not do these things. And that's amazing to me. You know what that is? Covenant partnership. I call it extended family. I mean that sincerely. And that's what I believe about you. One day, I'm going to get to meet you personally. If not here, I'll meet you in heaven. But I'm going to tell you something. Like I said last week, I'm coming over to your house. I'm going to invite myself. Praise God. So, partners, thank you. Nothing too small, nothing too big as you send your faithful financial seed. We're receiving it today. Now, don't miss next week. We've got a wonderful, wonderful sermon that's going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. So, until next week, this is Jesse the Plant saying we love you. See you. Bye-bye. Do you realize how powerful your thoughts are? Possibility thinking isn't always easy, but it has a great track record of its own. Order my February partner offer and be encouraged by this teaching. You will recognize God's almighty power within you. Get your copy today at jdm.org. It will bless you greatly. Do it. True discipline of mind leaves individuality. You're not supposed to be like somebody else. You can have the spirit of someone, but you gotta be your own person. True discipline of mind leaves individuality strong and makes you effective. I've had people say, you're so effective in everything. Well, what's happened is because I'm truly disciplined and I have not lost my individuality.